Oh, good morning. morning. I'm Philip Jones. I've been here before a few times. Um, And uh, actually, uh, for those of you who are kind of new, I was the uh, senior pastor here from 2005 to 2010. And uh, this is kind of when I moved into the Anglican Mission in America, of which you're a part and of which where I'm a bishop. And uh, so today's Confirmation Sunday, so we'll be getting to that. Uh, But there's something we're going to do before that, and I think... uh, um, the church has let you know what we're going to be doing this morning a bit. And I want to give you a little bit of background and then kind of move into some biblical understandings of it, and then we're just going to do it. Uh, and what I'm talking about really is the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit and all the different kind of gifts. And this morning we're going to talk about one particular gift, and that's physical healing. And I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but when I joined the Anglican Mission in America uh, almost 17 years ago, uh, one of the great excitements was that when we met and we talked about things, it was about what is God doing uh, how can we bring in God's revelation to people's lives? Uh, how can we show forth the gifts of the Spirit so that gospel movements can start, so that people can be on fire for the living God and recognize He's a God who brings His life into us right now, and we can actually experience it, not just talk about it, <laughs> and not just read about it, not just have head knowledge about it, but actually do it, and feel it, and know it. All that's coming out of Scripture. So the Scripture, of course, are the guidelines for how we do all these things. And it's a Scripture that tells us so much about that. And so uh, the Anglican Mission has always been about that. We call it three streams. You've probably heard about that before. I mention every time I get here, I'm sure Robert and the other clergy do as well. Scripture, sacrament, and spirit. And now I'm, I've been in Dallas now for about uh, 12 years. Uh, started a church there called All Saints Dallas. And I'm sure you have the same understanding here that when people come into a liturgical type of service, uh, that throws people off to begin with sometimes because they come from different backgrounds. I know you all come from different backgrounds, you know, whether it's Lutheran or, or uh, gosh, I'm Presbyterian or God bless you, Baptist or whatever it may be. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point of it is everybody comes from different backgrounds, right? And so, um, uh, but there's something about coming with expectation that you know you're going to meet the living God and that you've been in his presence. It's not all about experience. I know that. But too often we don't talk enough about that or give people an opportunity to do that. And so really the title of my talk today is Does God Heal Today? Now it's a talk that's giving in the Alpha series, if you've done Alpha, and uh, Does God Heal Today? There's a variety of answers. And some people will say, well, I don't really know. Or they might say, well, possibly. Or I say, well, I'm just not there yet. Or I wish. <laughs> Whatever it may be. But that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. And we're going to talk about it based on the Scriptures. And based our, uh, on our understanding that we live under an open heaven. Did you hear that? We live under an open heaven. Now, to the degree that we don't believe that, that we live in kind of a closed world and God's kind of out there somewhere that we have bought into 300 years of skepticism, much of which has been uh, produced even in the church and by church people. Emmanuel Kant is an example. Rene Descartes is an example. Philosophically, if you don't really believe these kinds of things, it's because you've bought into it, not knowing that, uh, to an understanding that really it's a closed world. And God's out there, and we do the best we can here, and maybe he's there. Some people call that deism. Some people call it other things. I call it wrong. And... Because that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, actually, you, th- these things really happen. Does God heal today? 
Yes, we live under an open heaven. Now, I know that when we talk about healing, physical healing, that's all we're talking about this morning, about one of the gifts, uh, is that some people have different ideas. Well, wait a minute. Is this some kind of charlatan? Is this some kind of abuse? Is this some kind of, you know, magic or a formula or a technique? It's none of those kinds of things. But I know, just knowing the culture that we're in, and there's, there's a, a prayer ministry called Novo, uh, the Spiritual Authority Cohorts that you all have done here. We'll be doing it again, uh, where it talks about three reasons why people seem to have objections uh, to this kind of understanding of Scripture, uh, whether it's healing or whatever it may be. And there may be a theological objection. All that stopped 2,000 years ago or 1,500 years ago or sometime. It just kind of stopped. And that's a theological understanding some people have. And, and again, I think that's in error. Uh, or that's been abused. You've seen it abused maybe or you have ideas about how it gets abused or how people fake it, jump out of the wheelchairs and all that. And, and, uh, uh, or uh, you just don't know much about it. And that's too often uh, in the church that there's not enough taught about these kinds of things. Now, we're not going to go into great teaching this morning, but I know your clergy and your staff here, I know this is a big part of all, uh, excuse me, of St. Andrews, uh, is uh, to exercise and move into the power of the witness of the Holy Spirit. All right, so those are three kind of objections that people might have uh, from time to time. Uh, but let me kind of give you just a, a rough understanding, and really, that's why I picked the scriptures that I did for today. Uh, in Luke chapter 11, it's a famous scripture, and you've heard it, I'm sure, uh, you know, a thousand times, but it's such a promising scripture uh, as we look at it. Um, Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. So often, that gets used for people, how to bring people to faith, uh, to come to Christ, and that's good. That's one of That's a great starting place, uh, but, but, there's, but there's more. For everyone who asks receives, and one who knocks finds, and one who uh, excuse me, seeks finds, and one who knocks will be open. What father among you, if you're asking God for something, what father among you, what parent in your life, if you ask for a fish, is going to give you a serpent? Or if you ask for an egg, is going to give you a scorpion? If you, as good parents or good mothers, good fathers, know how to give good things, how much more? Will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? There's a trust factor. Trusting Him. This is all about His work and opening up avenues where He can work in and through us. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit is in you for your sake, for conversion. The Holy Spirit made Jesus known to you. You welcome Jesus into your life, so you welcome the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, John chapter 14, I'm going to be leaving you. He was talking about his death, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. And too many Christians approach God as an orphan. I'm really all alone. You exist somewhere, but not right here, right now. And we're here to debunk that, right? And so if a good father knows, knows how to give gifts, how much more will the Father in heaven want to give you the Holy Spirit. The authority in you is in you for your sake. But the Holy Spirit, Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, will come upon you for the sake of other people. Gospel movements start oftentimes and are maintained oftentimes when people experience healing in their life or see it in someone else's life. We're not in charge of it. 
It's not a technique. We don't control it. But we open up avenues where the Holy Spirit inside of us then is being activated in prayer. And we say, Lord, come. And do whatever you want to do. But we can do that. Because Scripture tells us to do that. Look it up. Luke chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 28. Acts chapter 1. And all the way through the book of Acts. He sent his disciples and he said, go and heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. And be faithful to my word. The great commandment. Love the Lord your God as you love yourself, as you love others. It's all there in Scripture. Here's been my experience. In talking to different people that come into the church from different backgrounds that really don't talk about these things, they say it's interesting that in our church, in our past, no one ever talked about these things. They just kind of skipped over it through theological reasons or just didn't want to talk about it or want to teach about it. But if we open up all of Scripture, we see that it is a part of how we live our life and a part of what we're supposed to be doing. And so this morning we're given an opportunity to, uh, to do that. But, but a, a, as we do that, now there are some things I want to say um, as we read the Scripture, as we look at it and think about their own experience in our own life. And here's what we say. Every time you pray for someone, something happens. Sometimes when you pray, everything happens. And by that I mean there's a healing or a curing, however you want to say it. But every time you pray, something happens. So in this prayer, we're going to do here in a moment, uh, there's two requirements. Number one is ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we do right now. We ask for the anointing of your Holy Spirit uh, to come upon us as you pray. And then to put ourselves, secondly, to put ourselves in a position where we need the power of God to move. Now, when I say the word power, do you know that the Holy Spirit is in you? You have that power. Do you know that as you walked in here this morning, we were praying for you, and we were praying that you would walk in with a sense of expectation and hope, and we also recognize that there are dark forces. The ancient foe is against us, and so we pray for cleansing of this whole building, cleansing of our hearts as you came in. We know that we are in a spiritual battle, and our battle ultimately is not against people but against principalities and powers and the dark forces uh, that are there. And so we took authority over that. And I take authority over that again right now. Not my authority, but the authority of Jesus Christ. Then that right now, whatever thoughts are going through your mind as I'm talking, whatever doubts, whatever skepticism, whatever hard hearts that might be there, that that be loosened, the hearts be opened, and they would come with the expectation, God, you're going to do something. Because every time we pray, something happens. Sometimes when we pray, everything happens. To be sure, we need a theology of healing and a theology of suffering. So we're not saying that the whole kingdom has come in, but we pray daily the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. So Jesus said, this is the kingdom that's come. This is my reign that's coming into the world. And it's still here. And it's gaining strength. And we may look at our own culture, our own country, and say, oh, my gosh, woe is us, but whatever. But around the world, 80% of the Christians around the world are non-white and non-Western. 
So it's time for us to catch up. And this is one way to do it. So here's what we're going to do. You ready? Okay. Now, reach way down deep in your pocket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I'm going to go through uh, different, uh, well, I'm kind of kidding. But anyway, I'm going to go through a, a, a different, different areas of prayer. I've talked to, to the staff about what are some areas of needs of prayer. If one of the areas that I talk about is you, I want you to raise your hand. I have to stand up. I'm not say anything. I just want you to raise your hand. Now, I've done this uh, several times at our church in Dallas, so I've done it before. It's amazing what happens. And then, uh, then I'll ask the people around you to, to gather around you. So you're going to do it. And they're going to lay hands on you, and if that's okay. And uh, if not, please tell us. We don't have to. Uh, but people will gather around you. And then I'll pray the prayer. And then I may ask Robert to pray a prayer, maybe, uh, just depending on how we go, uh, and uh, pray the, the prayer, a prayer of healing. And then I'll leave some, some time of silence. But let the Holy Spirit come. Now, in, in our experience, it has been those people who, who raise their hand, whatever different areas, it might be back or joint or heart or cancer or whatever it may be, uh, there'll be specific things like that. There'll be some music playing in the background uh, so the Holy Spirit can slide in here real easily. And then, um, uh, and then at the end... The last prayer I'll do, just so you know where I'm going, uh, the last prayer I'll do will be what I call the bucket list. <laughs> and it's not a, necessarily a good bucket list. It's a bucket list of all kinds of things that you may not want to raise your hand about. So it may be things like anxiety, or depression, family relationships, uh, addiction, um, infertility, something like that. And so uh, there'll be a, a, like a catch-all, if you will, uh, of those kinds of things. Is that, is that clear? So we're kind of where we're going. So I know you're kind of sitting at different, spread out and all that kind of stuff. So you'll need to kind of move around a little bit as we go through this. But let me begin right now, again, to praying for the anointing. And then we'll just move into this time. And we'll give it about 20 minutes. And then we'll move on into the confirmation. Fair enough? Okay, Lord Jesus, now come with your Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, it is your Spirit that emanates from you and the Father. And we pray for your anointing this morning as we move into this time of prayer. And we pray for your glory to fill this room. And we pray for your healing ministry. Not mine, not this church's, not Robert's. It's yours. We want to offer you, Lord, this opportunity to move and act and empower in a special way this morning. In Christ's name, amen.